Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken here, just reminding you that all of my books are available on sale over at chrisakinbooks.com. And for you dummies that can't spell my last name, that's A-K-I-N. So C-H-R-I-S-A-K-I-N-B-O-O-K-S.com. Get them. Whether you want the fun musical stuff or you want the depressing divorce and burn accident stuff, it's all there. So go to chrisakinbooks.com. What's going on, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from Aftershocks. And just wanted to remind you before we give you this next great interview that you should be subscribed to the CMS Podcast Network, cmspn.com. That is the web address. You can watch, you can listen, you can subscribe. Everything you need to do to catch not only this episode, but everything that we've done in the past, it's all over there on the CMS Podcast Network, as well as great shows from the Classic Metal Show, Shockwave Skull Sessions, Talk To Me, and of course, Aftershocks TV. So sign up today and you will never be without entertainment again. All right, enough of this. Let me give you the interview you came here to see. It is Aftershocks right here on AftershocksTV.com. And uh, on with us today to talk about a brand new band is a guy that's definitely not brand new to the scene. You certainly know him from TSO, you probably know him from Sabotage, probably might remember him from Metal Church. I mean, he's been everywhere, and I guess he's been in every band that you've ever heard. So uh, his new his new band that he's in is called Alterain. It is fantastic. They have a brand new uh, CD coming out called Mother's Day, and on with us right now is drummer Jeff Plate. Jeff, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thank you. Excellent. Jeff, it is, it's good to hear from you, man. Uh, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's probably the most unchristmassy season ever without TSO being, you know, announced and coming through our town. I mean, I'm sure we both get it, but you know, how does it feel for you, man, as somebody that has committed so much time into the Christmas season with TSO? Well, it, it is certainly strange. I mean, when COVID really was kicking into gear back in the spring, I kind of knew back then that this was, this was probably inevitable. You know, the tour was going to be canceled. I told my wife, I said, expect me to be on for Christmas this year. So unfortunately that, that came to fruition. Um, to be honest with you, man, it is a little weird. I mean, every once in a while, it really hits me as like, I should be on stage. Right. I should be, you know, doing what I do, doing what I've been doing for the past 20 plus years. So it's, it's sad. It's odd. You have to, you got to deal with it and figure it out and, uh, you know, try to make the best of a bad situation. So, so speaking of TSO, we've got the live stream coming up on Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a great show. And, uh, and yeah, we're looking forward to that. And, uh, and I wanted to mention too, that you are my first El Terrain interview. So congratulations. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Very good, man. Well, dude, I, I gotta say with El Terrain, man, it's, uh, it, I'm going to be honest. It, it was very surprising listening to it after I saw the art. The, mm -hmm. you know, I, I got sent the art and, and the record from your publicist. And, and I'll just tell you, as a journalist, I, a lot of times I, I make the key mistake of I look at the art and I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. And I looked at the art and I thought, okay, well, this is going to be some kind of progressive symphonic thing. And then I listened to it and it's really not that at all. I mean, it's a very... It's diverse, but it has it has a lot of rock elements, even some desert rock type of elements in it here and there. 
it really is much more encapsulating of your kind of your entire career, at least what you've shown in your entire career. Is that a fair assessment? Sure. I, I, I think uh, I would say it is it is slightly progressive. Um, it was not intended to be anything. You know, it started out with some riffs and some ideas. A lot of this stuff has been kicking around in my head for over 20 years. I mean, it's it start, literally started 30 years ago with, with a guitarist uh, named Matt Leff and our good friend Zach Stevens okay. from Sabotage, Circle to Circle, TSO. Um, so there's a lot in this. And, and to your first comment about the artwork, you're not the first one that said that. You know, a lot of people figured they were gonna they were gonna turn this thing on, and it was either gonna be much heavier and much more aggressive, or much more ethereal. You know, just just not quite as is. I don't know what the proper term is. I think the I think the Elterian music, and you know, really encompasses a lot of different styles. But uh, I'm really really proud of it. And to your point, yes, this has been years in the making, and. A lot of what I've done over the years, I've listened, I've learned, you know, from Paul O'Neill, John Oliva, Kurt Vanderhoof, you know, I've been working with a lot of really good people for a long time. And when this opportunity came up to do this project, you know, I had all this knowledge that I just needed to put in play. Sure. Now with, with this project being so long, you know, in, in your mind, at least in your mindset of something that you wanted to do and with ideas, you know, three decades old. What was it that took it so long to arise? Has it just been timing? Has it was it the pandemic, you know, kind of canceling everything that gave you the time? Or well, so what happened was years ago when I was working with Matt Leff and Zach Stevens, we were in Boston. We had a metal band called Wicked Witch. Okay. And we had a rehearsal room, and I had this, I had this very you know primitive little recording system with a couple eight channel boards and a cassette deck. Well, I ended up recording almost everything that we ever played. You know, working on songs, jamming, just, you know, walking into the room, not even talking to each other and just jamming. So these are tapes that I would visit once in a while. And a couple of years ago, I started listening to a couple of them and they were starting to deteriorate. They're literally 30 years old, you know. Sure. So, so while I was on tour with TSO a couple of years ago, on my days off, I had bought a digital cassette deck and I started going through and in filing all these ideas. And as I was doing it, I was like, God, there's so much good stuff here that we've never done anything with. And so as I was doing this, um, Matt Leff, he, he just passed of cancer last year, almost almost a year ago. He was he had gotten sick. And and I talked to Matt about the idea of using some of this material. I'm like, you know, Matt, we've got this stuff sitting here. It's never going to do anything. Do you mind if I take this and, and work with, I have a guy locally here, I think that can handle this. Okay. So, and he was, he was cool with that. You know, he said, just, just, um, just kind of keep me abreast of what's going on and the progress you're making and this and that. And so that's, that's how this all came about. Now, Tommy Cook is, is the guitar player in all terrain. He's, okay. he's a local guy here. Um, I got together with him and I said, Tommy, listen to what Matt's playing. Can you make sense of this? You know, can you replicate this or can you can you take this and work with this idea I've got in my head? So a lot of these tapes were honestly distorted. It was hard to tell what Matt was playing, but the rip was awesome. And right. once we started figuring this stuff out, it was like, all right, Tommy can handle the, the guitar part of this. This is 
a lyric or a vocal or a song title that I've had for this riff. So then we just started working from there. And and once we got a couple songs in the can, I was like, you know, this is this is gonna work. This sounds really good. We had initially, I mean, I had initially talked to Zach Stevens about singing on the project. Okay. So Zach is a busy guy too. Sure. And and I sent him a couple of demos and you know, he said, Jeff, to be honest with you, I'm really busy with Archangel, mm-hmm. which we just released last year and or this year. And you know, he said, he said, my wife and I are working on this project. And if we're going to do something, we would probably want to do it the way we're working now. And he said, honestly, Jeff, because I had Tommy singing all the demo stuff. He said, your vocalist sounds really good. You should just take this and run with this. This is your idea. This is your thing. And, you know, honestly, it was the best advice I had gotten from anybody. Because if I had pulled in, you know, say a named singer, Granted, they would they would sing great, but they would have their own ideas and their own melodies and, and ways to go about things. Sure. So, so this really gave me the opportunity to just like work with Tommy. These are my ideas, you know. And I'd give him the lyrics. We'd work on the melodies. Uh, the other vocalist, uh, Colin Holloway, same deal. You know, once we got working together, and things started sounding really good, you know, everybody kind of got everybody really got into it and got excited for it. Sure. How was it for you personally stepping to the front creatively? Because, you know, obviously being the drummer, a lot of times, you know, your job, it's your job to kind of follow what people do and lead and maybe lead a little bit, but mostly follow what the singer and guitar player are doing. Creating music, whole different animal, you know, entirely. I've got to imagine it was quite the learning experience for you. It certainly was. And and I'll tell you, Speaking of learning, as I mentioned, you know, I've worked with a lot of good people for a long time. Mm-hmm. And yes, my role has been, you know, basically here's the song, create some drums for this, you know, doing my job. This is what my job was with, with Sabotage, with TSO. Kurt Vanderhoof, he really afforded me the liberty of, he would send me a demo. He's like, Jeff, come up with, you're a good drummer. Just come up with some stuff for this. And, and that's how we worked. Okay. But in this case... Yes, all of a sudden I wasn't just behind the drums. I was behind the the board, behind the computer, engineering this, arranging everything, doing the lyrics, doing the melodies. I was like, holy cow, this is a lot of work. But now I see what Kurt has gone through, what Paul O'Neill has gone through. You know, all these people that I work with, Chris Caffrey and Zach, all these people that have created their own records. It's like, wow, now I'm in this position. Right. you know, to be honest with you, as the thing progressed and started sounding really good, the more confidence I had. And the guys that I work with, I I just, I kind of made a deal with them. It's like, let me run with this. Okay. You know, let me write this. Let, let me to contribute to this. But let me take everything I've learned and let's see if we can make this work. And it, like I said, as it progressed, it got better and better. Sure. And, and. Is that is that part of the reason that there is a little bit of maybe a little bit more diversity that maybe you might even have wanted to have on the record because you were learning as you go you know you were you you have a, you don't have the experience necessarily to write 10 11 12 tracks that all follow fall in line where you yeah. know what, what was that part of the reason that there are, is so much variation from song to song stylistically uh, maybe yes and no. I, I think overall that the album has a has a real sound to it. You know, there there is a sound to the record. And I think the band 
has established a sound. Now, as far as some of the material, uh, some of this was based on some of these riffs, like I said, that live mm -hmm. on these tapes. Other parts were like, you know, okay, we would get to uh, we would get to the end of the road, say, so to speak, with one idea, and it's like, you know, Tommy, what do you think? I want to go here. This is the lyric, you know, and we would just work together, and he would come up with parts. So some of these are, are hybrid. Most of these songs are all hybrid writing situations where some of the old riffs are incorporated. Uh, there are several songs that are completely myself and Tommy Cook and Kevin McCarthy, the bass player. But, you know, here again, once we got rolling on this and kind of we were developing a sound as we were going, everything just kind of fell into place. But but the diversity on the record, um, you know, that just kind of borrows from everything we've done. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. And I've played a lot of different styles, a lot of different groups, uh, you know, not to mention cover bands and all the other stuff that I've done. Sure. And that, that goes along with the other guys in the band, too. Definitely. Now, you know, there, there's, there needs to be some sort of a goal, even if the goal is just a creative goal. What is it that you hope to accomplish with Mother's Day? Is it establishing the band? Is there a, is there a magic number of units you want to move? Is there maybe getting out to play some shows should the world ever decide to open up? What is it? Well, all of the above would be ideal. I mean, as far as selling a certain amount of records, I mean, who knows? That That is so, you know, the music industry has been flipped upside down for a long time. So the amount of stuff that you sell is one thing compared to the, the amount of time somebody has listened to it on Spotify or whatever. But I guess the idea was mainly to, this is a bucket list project for me. I wanted to do this really to see if I could do this. And I think I've succeeded in that. I think the band has succeeded in that. So really to establish the band, uh, get the name out there, get the brand out there, so to speak. I've already got probably nine solid ideas for, for El Terrain number two. So as soon as this, as soon as we get through uh, this cycle here, we're going to get right back into doing the next record. And, you know, honestly, when things break loose, which they will, there will be live music at some point. Sure. You know, I, I hope to be able to take the band out live. I hope some of the stuff, the songs that we release, you know, gives us a fan base and gives us a platform to actually go out and do this. So the more good material we have, the better off we are. And like I said, number two is on the way. Sure. Do you do you think that you'll be able to establish the band away from your more famous career? Meaning, meaning, do you think you'll be able to go out? I mean, obviously, at the beginning, it might be difficult to just play all-terrain songs. But, you know, do you think that you'll be able to pull all-terrain as a separate entity from Sabotage or from, from Metal Church? Or do you think that people are going to kind of come out expecting to see Jeff Plate, not all-terrain? Um, well, in respect to Sabotage and TSO and Metal Church, the, those are those entities, and I'm the drummer in this. This sure. is something, you know, different. And and when we, when I put this record together, there was no pretension as to, I want this to sound like this because I wanted to appeal to this audience. We were just writing music that we liked to write. And, you know, all these ideas were things that I just needed to kind of get out of my head. I wasn't thinking, uh, this should sound like sabotage because I've been in sabotage all these years or metal church or TSO. Everything really was kind of, kind of organic the way all that happened. Now, I mean, obviously if we get something, 
if we get some airplay, if we get a lot of attention, if if something really happens with with some music on this record, you know, that could set us up for doing some live stuff and, you know, maybe getting an opening slot or, or doing some shows locally, who knows? But, uh, you know, ideally, I would just, uh, I just hope that the world digs what we're doing. We're going to find out real soon when the record is released. Uh, and then again, I hope this affords us a chance to do another one and then maybe another one. I mean, I've absolutely loved the process here. Sure. Now, I'm going to put the cart about a 3,000 miles in front of the horse here. But, um, you know, obviously you're getting ready to debut the band for the first time. But like you said, you have nine ideas ready to go. How do the nine ideas compare to what, what, what basically is 30 years in the making? Um, well, it's all going to follow in the same path because here again, there is some of this stuff that is, that, that is born from some of these old ideas. Sure. And like I said, you know, this whole process, we were working on this record for quite a long time. And then obviously when COVID came along, that really just kind of threw things off track. It's like, holy crap, how are we going to do that? How are we going to finish this record now? So as we've been working on this, like I said, I, I think the band has developed a sound. I think it sounds unique. Um, and we're just going to keep following that that formula. I, I tell you, a, a, uh, first of all, I want to mention the guys in the band. Tommy Cook on guitar and vocals, fantastic. Sure. Uh, Colin Holloway on vocals and rhythm guitar. Zach Hamilton on keyboards and, and backup vocals. Kevin McCarthy on bass. And then I brought in Jane Mangini. Who, who has played in TSO West for a number of years. Sure. And Jane and I have known each other for, you know, close to 20 years. We've always talked about doing a project. So when Alta Rain had the first few songs written, I said, you know, I'm going to send Jane a couple of these and see what she thinks. And she absolutely loved it. And she is like the secret sauce in this whole thing. You know, the, the keyboard sound and the parts that she brings to this has really made the band sound unique, in my opinion. So. So this is the formula we're going to follow. I think it's worked on this one, and we're going to try it on the next one. Excellent. Now, one quick TSO one, and it's only because I haven't spoken to you since this happened, but obviously the the biggest news in the TSO world in the last probably decade was the passing of Paul O'Neill because he was such a such an instrumental part. I, I mean, obviously, he's kind of the creator and the visionary of it. For you... You know, I, I, I'm sure it's a tragic loss. I'm sure it's a big loss. We don't have to get into all of that. But how different does it feel now without his presence, you know, without his finger on it, you know, or showing up or being at shows or being backstage or helping to guide to guide it? Does it feel different than it did previously? Yes. And I mean, obviously, at first when I mean, I can remember getting that phone call like it was yesterday. You know, it's like, wow, I really thought this may be the end. You know, mm. what are we going to do without Paul? Paul was the sale end all in everything that we did. But what Paul did was surround himself with some very, very good people. And our management team has been here from the beginning, 20 plus years. Uh, myself, Chris Caffrey, Al Petrelli, Johnny Middleton, you know, we all came from Sabotage. We've all been here for all this time. Uh, plus, some of the other members have been here for, for years and we've all known what it is Paul wanted to hear and what Paul wanted to say. So obviously when, when he passed, it was chaos and turmoil for a while. 
sure. because it's really such a huge hit. And once we all kind of settled in, it's like, hey, we, we know what our job is here. We know what Paul would want us to do. Let's just continue doing it. And Paul, to his credit, told us many, many, many times, TSO is going to outlive us all. TSO is going to be something that's going to be passed on from generation to generation. Losing him was the was the last thing we were thinking. You know, how is it going to carry on without him? But, you know, the man succeeded in creating what he set out to do. It's just really remarkable. And every year TSO gets bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, the shows get better. We, we're all just completely focused on keeping Paul's legacy intact and, and just making it better every year. So I, I sorely miss the guy. I tell you, there was nobody like him. I don't know if you've ever talked to him. I have, yeah. <laughs> one of the most insanely energetic and committed people to a project that I've ever met. You know, he was just awesome. And hey, he brought me, Zach Stevens actually brought me into Sabotage, but but Paul, you know, took me in with open arms. And when TSO happened, I've been there from the beginning. And yeah, he's always going to be there. And uh, hey, like I said, I learned a lot from Paul, you know, and, and hopefully some of that has uh, translated into what I've done with Alterain. Certainly. You know, and it's funny because I, you know, I, I, for the, for most everybody, his, his legacy is obviously going to be TSO as it should be rightly. But if you ask me, his true legacy is building this massive machine that, seemingly never takes even a dent. I mean, it's like, no matter what happens, people come, people go, the creator, you know, passes away even, and the machine does not stop. It's, it's an amazing thing that, especially in today's chaotic music world, it's amazing how sturdy TSO is. You know, and not just as far as the cast, mm -hmm. you know, for instance, this, this thing is designed to never cancel a show. Everybody backs up everybody. My right. drum tech is equipped to play the show if something should happen to me. So everything is designed for the show will go on no matter what. And you throw in the management team and the production team we have and the crew that we have. And if, if nobody's aware, take a look at our touring schedule. We right. play eight shows in five days every week. Every show goes off on time. Every show goes off without a hitch. It's just unbelievable. But but I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because that's something a lot of people overlook is really how much is involved in putting something like this together. Not, not just putting a tour together, but putting something together that's going to last for years and years and years. And like you said, not take a dent. And then all of a sudden this damn COVID comes along and, and this is the only time that we've ever canceled shows. So... We'll get back on track, but uh, it's, quite, it's quite a thing to be involved in. It certainly is, man. Well, I, I'm I'm very hopeful that All Terrain is also another quite a thing to be involved in because it's an excellent release. It's called Mother's Day. It's out in uh, January, I believe, correct? January 8th. Yep. January 8th. Excellent. So um, I'll tell you what, Jeff, uh, where should people, um, where should we send people to to keep up with All Terrain and keep up with you and um, find out where and when you'll be, et cetera? Just go to Facebook, uh, type in All Terrain. Your, your, our page will come right up. You can go to Rat Pack Records. Uh, go to my Facebook page, Jeff Plate and Jeff Plate Music. And uh, hey, as far as our live stream coming up with TSL, you know, TSL live stream, that's that's coming up this Friday at 8 p.m. So right. there's a lot going on, a lot of good things. And, uh, you know, this year is almost over. 2021 is going to be a lot better. That's the best news yet. <laughs> yep. Well, all right, Jeff. Well, thanks so much for uh, checking in with Aftershocks. You got it, man. Thank you. Talk to you soon.
Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com. For all comments and questions, please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com. All right, everybody, another great interview right here on Aftershocks TV. And before we go, just want to remind you one more time, make sure you get over and subscribe to the CMS Podcast Network, cmspn.com. You can watch, you can listen, you can subscribe to everything that we do, not only us, but uh, the classic metal shows, Shockwave Skull Sessions, uh, Talk To Me. It's all there, one site, get four great shows, never have to do anything again, but be entertained. So check it out, uh, cmspn.com, cmspn.com, cmspn.com. Until next time, folks.